Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Caught Offside with Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney. Oh, yes. Caught Offside. Just outside of New York City, and from an apartment in Brooklyn, New York, Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney. What's up, brother? Possibly the goal of the season, possibly the Puskas winner for, for this season, mm-hmm. was scored in the Championship League for Hull City against Rotherham, I believe. Uh, Jaden Filagine, I think that's how you say it. I've never said his name before. Um, Unai Emery spoke highly of him during pre-season with, with Villa and then obviously you know competition for places being what it was he was loaned out to Hull he's 22 he's cutting down the right hand side beats two defenders with a nice bit of skill goes to go to the end line cuts back and then you're like cross it and he rebonas it curls it into the far corner it's very very good I don't love the rebona um, generally speaking I think it's it's it, it's one of those. It's inefficient often. It's inefficient, but this was just wonderfully executed. What a goal! Yeah, the Rabona. It frightens me, but not from an actual game no. usage perspective. From it, if I tried to do it, I think I would break my leg. I mean, if you try to do it, so I'm right footed. Whip it round the back of my left foot. There's a there's a chance because of the nature of of the game and and. And, and spacing that you could break your foot into the ground. Like, I, I think you have to be like double jointed in some way. Like Eric Lamella scored a couple of them. He had the, the one in the Europa league when he first got the Spurs and then yeah. the one against Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. Um, some guys, I guess can do, I mean, the one that Filagine scored, it, it's, it's not only did he score it on a Rabona, but it's from a ridiculous angle yeah. as well. The angle it's not on. Now the cynic in me says, cause, cause we see, guys use Rabonas for crosses, that he's trying to stand it up to the far post, but there really was nobody there. So, uh, yeah, amazing. Um, and again, once proof of proof is needed that the football we should all have been watching tonight was in the Championship League. That is how they pronounce it. Yeah. Um, this should be a fun podcast, of course, is the Champions yeah. League. The... <laughs> why, why do that, though? It'll be why? fun because we're involved. It's, uh, tonight was... Tonight was part of uh, part depressing and part of probably the phony war that is the first leg of the round of sixteen. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So we'll talk Especially about that. Especially with the way goals being taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We'll talk about that. We'll talk. We've got a nice mailbag. I'll say that. If nothing else, I know people enjoy the mailbags because of the the smattering, the smorgasbord of, of a variety of different topics. We have a really good one. So that'll be in the second half of the pod. Um. Before we get to the Champions League, big snow day in New York. First relatively speaking storm in like two years i think yeah, the other amazing. Ones were kind of, like yeah. 2022 the last time we had that significant fall of snow yeah so here's my question for Concerning. you yeah. um so snow days when you were in school was obviously a thing to be treasured it was they were a gift amazing. it was it was just this oh my god suddenly i don't have school now this is this is incredible 
So Jack, who is in second grade, they had a snow day today because it, we got a significant amount of snowfall. Mm. But JJ, it is the year 2024. And so they had a remote learning day instead. They did not have a day off from school. They had I they're all given iPads. They brought them home. He set Ugh. up a little workspace and he had school dining room. What is this? Well, first of all, don't bring school home. I mean, what scientists and, and educational behavior behaviorists and, 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 and I used to be an educator myself. Like what we're learning is should homework has limited value. Don't bring the whole of school home then like for the whole day. It's nonsense. It's total nonsense. You will not be sitting down in like 10 years time at a, you know, at Princeton or Harvard or Duke or Yale or wherever. And they'll be going, well, we really like Jack, but that snow day in 2024 is unconscionable. Uh, we cannot accept him. Stop. Let so him... the, the district sent out an email because I'm ah. sure they were expecting some backlash. So they sent out an email explaining it. And it was because they, they have to reach the certain number of it's a public school. They have to reach a certain number of, of days. Um, and if they don't, they said they're going to have to take days away from spring break. So this was in, in lieu of that, I, I guess. But I know. But again, a trap they've created for themselves. Laws yeah. that they've all been that are like nonsense. I just feel like, I don't know. I, I saw it. And it, it's funny. Like I saw the email and I was just like, are you kidding me? Kids are forced. I've, in this day and age, maybe this is always the case, but I feel like kids are forced to grow up a lot faster now than they were in the past. Like, yeah. they just are, whether it's through technology or whatever. Let them have this. Like, let, let kids be kids and have an effing snow day. I, I, but I, the, the interesting thing about it, though, is that I think Amanda and I were far more bothered about it than he was because he doesn't really know much differently. There were no snow days last year because it didn't snow. So he hasn't really had one since kindergarten. Yeah. Um and so he probably doesn't even remember it all that well. That was just and sad. So he, That's sad. He, it wasn't really like he was annoyed when he found out he didn't have the day off, but not to the level that I was for him. And like in some ways, he almost thought it was cool. He's like, wait, so I'm going to log on. I'm going to see all my my classmates. And he did. And he like got a huge smile. And he was like, oh, there's Riley there. Like he said, hi to everyone. It was, it was like almost fun for him. Oh, um, that's, that's they were, they were asking, I worry. Like, I worry for his future dating life. <laughs> I enjoyed school. But there but there is a, a generation of kids are going to grow up not really thinking that this is weird it feels Listen, like which is which is weird to me. Me and you are pretty much the same vintage. Uh you're a couple of years younger than me but the the wonderful anarchy of either a snow day or some reason where you the, the routine the mundanity of life at that age was broken up is joyous it's, it's precious yeah. even even being in school one of the one of the days i'll remember forever was being in like fourth or fifth class so i guess i was like fourth or fifth class what would that be like eight or nine nine or ten whatever that is yeah and just staring out the window and a goat comes into the play, playground and i telling you <laughs> There's no controlling. The whole class rushes to the window. There's a goat in the playground, a goat. And it was a big goat and he had wandered in just to graze. He didn't know any better. And he, you know, he had horns. He was a horny ram goat, you know, like unbelievable. And the next thing, a dog followed him in. Utter this, chaos. This is what dreams There's a dog and a goat in the playground for the love of God. What's happening? Just amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. And yeah. so, um, yeah, it's kind of sucked the joy out of everything. It's sad. Yeah, it's and sad. Look, school is always look. Education is a good idea. School is still the enemy. So, and, <laughs> oh, jeez, you know, I don't know if I'll go that far, but I I do agree with you that like, yeah, any the, the days that break up the boredom, like the the monotony, special. like yeah, you remember. And it's I, I guess this still does for them. Oh wow, I'm having school at home today on my computer. I, I don't know. To them, maybe this is that. But anyway, yeah. at any rate, I just thought it was sad. Like it no, just... it, 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 it definitely sad. Um, and you know, talking about breaking up the mundanity of life, let's quickly pivot to Manchester City beating someone. The Champions League breaking up the mon the mundanity of league play as the Champions <laughs> League returns. Uh, we are now into the knockout stage, JJ. The round of 16 is underway. First legs, um, FC Copenhagen hosting Manchester City. Let's do that one first. 3-1 is your final. 
uh, which, secretly my favorite, one of my favorite stadiums in Europe. I've oh, never yeah. been to it, but I, we talked about this during the Euros. It's so good. So, so good. Great, great place. Um, anytime. It's funny. The visuals. Now I know I've been watching it football for so long. Now I know. I just there's a fami- familiarity about the, the stands there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, hello, old friend. Yeah. Well, there's those giant like in the corners. Like yeah. what would you they're not pillars or columns it's just like i don't know how would you just giant structures that kind of break up each stand yeah so it, it is bit, it is very quickly identifiable yeah i it's and it's now an old stadium i am so old i remember it, when it was new it was built when i was 10 um and it uh, it became the home for the reigning denmark were the reigning european champions wow wow yeah Copenhagen would be high on my list of of cities that I w- I think I'd like to check out. I've heard it's fun. Um, uh, Having no. said that, <laughs> no, uh, it, it, I've heard it's it's fun. It is fun. Um, but I, it, what sticks with me forever is someone's review of it, saying that the Little Mermaid statue, what the most overrated thing you, tourist site you could possibly see. And this is what's preventing you from going all in. No, what's preventing me is that I live in New York, Andrew. That's what's preventing me. Right. Fair enough. Be, uh, uh, no, a great away day. It'd be a yeah. great fun away day. Yeah, yeah. Nice little weekend in Copenhagen. Yeah, take um, the missus over there. I love this one. And watch the football. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. So this game, the way this started, oh my God. I, I mean, in, if you watch the first 15 minutes or so of this one, you you might have thought Manchester City were going to run away with this 5-0. It was, they looked. I mean, I forget who it was on the call. Clive Tilsley, I forget who he was with. Uh, um, Rob. Was Rob, it Rob Green? Rob Green. Okay. I think when they were, one of them said that it, it felt, to watch it was almost to feel like you were watching a training session. I mean, Copenhagen couldn't get the ball off of them. City were just passing the ball like they would in a training session. Mm. Like it, just why, looked so, why, it just looked so easy for them. Why might that be? Why might that be? Why well, could that have happened? If Copenhagen haven't played a game in eight weeks, essentially don't start their season till what this this weekend, uh, and they're playing, they're coming up against a man, a Manchester City team clicking into form. That's exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, and so the start of this game was for Copenhagen. It was pretty rough, uh, and and in fact, Kevin De Bruyne did score an early goal. Just one of those goals that the second you see him get the ball in that position with that kind of space, even though the angle isn't perfect, you just it's before the ball even leaves his foot. One nil, you know, you you can just tell already he's in that kind of form right now. He was once again all throughout this game. He was so damn good. I mean, he's just he's just back. He's so back from this injury. Uh, We talked about how he talked. He discussed wanting to you know get refreshed, step away from football while he was hurt. He did that. And he is just, it's like he's turned the clock back. Not that he's old, not that he's, you know, nearing retirement age or anything like that, but this looks, this is as prime De Bruyne, I feel like, as you can get right now. Yeah. And I think that the last vision of him, not the last vision, obviously, I mean, we remember last season, but the World Cup, remember how just kind of he talked about how old he was and the rest of his team were, uh, he is 32, but um, he was so on it that his tackles were turning into assists. Um, for the Bernardo Silva goal, which is gorgeous finish, such an improvised finish. He's very good. Um, look, it was it was a game that that City dominated, and Copenhagen offered a brief scare. Although really, Ederson did that. Um, not to say that Madsen's finish wasn't class. It was so so good to stroke that one in the top corner. But really. What was Ederson thinking? I have no idea. Pass? I'm not sure who that pass what, was, was intended he, for. Was he trying to? He was drilling it out to the left hand side. I can't remember who the player was on the run. But was he? Was he? Was he just thinking that it was going to go straight through? Did I don't know. I, the, I, the... I wonder. I mean, there were two city players kind of in the vicinity, but it sort of went. Between, I don't know if he just mishit it. Um, oh, he definitely. Yeah, he mishit it, or he did not see. He didn't read. Uh, read the coverage, um, <laughs> because he straight to the no. That said, it doesn't mean it should end up in the back of the net. It's still a gorgeous, gorgeous finish by Matson. Um, but yeah, Ederson, I mean, as good as he is, he's still got a mistake in him. Uh, but again, City, dominant, like super dominant in this well, game. Well, yes, yes and no. So they no, were yes. dominant. Well, they were dominant. Um, like I said, especially in that first. I mean, the tie's over, and 
It do, well, yeah, because with the last, but that's the thing though, is like for however good they were, the onslaught never really came like that. You know, we've seen city all of a sudden just break a team's spirit and just, you know, put them, put them to bed. And that, that didn't happen. Copenhagen did. Yeah. I don't know if it was city just kind of lacking some ruthlessness. Holland didn't really feel like he had that many touches in this game. Um, you know, they, they couldn't quite get it into him as much as probably they would have liked. The, the onslaught just didn't come. And Copenhagen, defensively, they held up. City. Couldn't... I mean, the goalkeeper had to stand on his head. He, he made some great saves. Yeah, but I one. mean, but that's going to be expected when you're playing Man City. But they they hung in there. The onslaught didn't come. And unfortunately for Copenhagen and for the neutrals who want this to be compelling, you know, it's... It's over. It's a, it's a crusher to have the last touch of the game be Phil Foden scoring a goal that feels like puts it away. Copenhagen did all that work against Manchester City. They hung on. They got a goal themselves. This was going to go back to to Manchester, feeling like okay, yeah, you know, yes, I obviously still expect City to win it. They're not. It's hard to beat them, especially for a smaller club like this. But it's one goal. Who the hell knows? The two goal uh, difference going back knows? home. Well, you don't know. You don't. Even at two, we've, we've you, seen you City. Know. You know, you just know, you know. That's the problem. Declan Lynch tweeted this, and I think I think you need it as much as Pep needs it. The hardest part of Pep's job is having to celebrate wildly, as if it as if it all wasn't just a piece of piss. And that's the fact. It's so. It's it's. I mean, you see him on the sideline there. I mean, look. I don't want to. I don't want to argue with you because I agree that Manchester City are the the best team in the world. But it's not like they win this thing every year. They've won once. They've I won think the they're going to win it this time. year again. Well, they they very well might. But I'm saying like this idea that like they always win. But they do. Always I, but win. but they but they don't though. They've won this competition one time, and yeah, they've right, been but... Manchester City for a long time. So you don't know. Like, yes, I think Manchester City will go home and beat Copenhagen. But if it's 2-1 versus 3-1, I feel a little bit differently about it. I don't feel it. It would, it would take a, an aberration, a calamity of the highest order to, for it to, to change. And and look, as good as Copenhagen, aren't, Copenhagen are, they're not what we'll say Leon were when Leon knocked them out. They're not what Monaco were when Monaco knocked them out in early Early, early Pep era. There's no Mbappe there. Do you know what I mean? Like no, that that's so fine. Let's, let's, but let's but be Leon, Monaco, about what Man Tottenham, City are. But Leon, Tottenham, and Monaco. Be honest with each other. But Leon, Tottenham, and Monaco are teams that have knocked Manchester City out. And yes, they're better than Copenhagen, but they're not Real Madrid and Barcelona and Bayern. Like it's. I mean, the top, awesome we, weird ties. They we have. had we had to have the weirdest confluence of things for even you admit it for for Tottenham to win in 2019 in that game. So. Yeah, I just feel like it's it's really really done. Um, it is it is as cynical as you as City have made us all feel about football, and as cynical it's, it's as it's sad. This is a sad re- return for the Champions League. Um, to hear you this way, no, it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what do you want me to come on and lie? Um, it is, yeah, it, it, yeah, that would is, be a nice change of pace. <laughs> it is good. It is, it is good to see someone like Kevin De Bruyne come back. It really is. Uh, the, the analysis on 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 the Champions League, the, tonight, Henri, Carragher, and Big Meeks to an extent, you know, offering the comic relief. It really kind of they earned their money tonight. Kate Abdo and the crew. It, it it was really interesting though to to watch just from a pure football standpoint how when they broke things down how defenses just wilt because lurking in the center is Erling Braut Holland mm-hmm. like you, you things that defenders would gamble on or make take a risk on or or or, or shuffle across as center backs move across they won't do it because he's there. And they did. They did this good bit of analysis about De Bruyne as well, and and uh, and the centre backs, and how it's it's almost like paralysis. We like we can't influence things here because this guy's behind us. So let's just see how it plays out. No one gets across the um, Kevin De Bruyne, and it's such a crisp finish into the bottom corner. It's like unbelievably good finishing. Um, and and they made the they made the good point. Like Copenhagen, Copenhagen still went with four at the back instead of five where you have less shifting across to do and the way that city spread them out again you can be as cynical as you want and I am obviously not just cynical 
we know the truth of what City are as an organization, but there's times when you watch what Guardiola's done with the team and it's like, I don't see them being stopped. Well, we'll and, see. And it's scarier a... again for Manchester United fans is this. I was watching Stick to Football, the the <laughs> the podcast that beat us out in the uh, sports podcast, or soccer, uh, sports podcast awards, the football um, nomination. And we, we lost out narrowly, I would say. But um, it, they were talking about Keane, it was Keane, it was Carragher, it was Neville. And they were talking about and Ian Wright, and they were talking about their their best nights in Europe, their toughest nights. It was just European focused. It was such an interesting chat. But Carragher goes, God, you know, I, I think City will win it this year, year again. And, and then he goes, Gary, they'll have two Champions Leagues. How many have you now? You got United of three. Mm-hmm. I, I just, just think about that. That is, that that is a, an appalling vista for if you if you're a United fan, that City will be within a Champions League of your number. Crazy. Another interesting thing to come out of that podcast was the most amount of European uh, appearances for an Englishman. Jamie Carragher was 150. That's amazing. In the Champions League? No. Wait, wait, what? Say this again? The most amount most of Most amount of European appearances. So that'd be UEFA Cup, Europa League, Champions League, all of those. All European competitions. He is the most amount of any English player ever. Really? Yeah. 150. I don't, I don't know that I would have guessed that. That's a wild number. That's a, that's a big number. Now, Giggs, huh. is more, Giggs is more than, but obviously, like, he's Welsh. and He's not English, yeah. They pointed that out. But as an English person, that's a huge number. Yeah, huh. Yeah. How about huh. that? That's interesting. Yeah. Last thing on this, I just want to, you mentioned Holland before. He didn't score, but the the attempt, JJ, the ball was kind of played into him in the air. And for a guy his size, I don't, how high in the air was he? He lunged himself. It looked like he was a full, like four feet, four and a half feet off the ground. Is this the one he totally threw his leg hor- out at? Totally horizontal to the ground. I mean, he, for a player, his size, the, there's an athleticism there that is really, it's really frightening. It's, it's it truly is. And, and, uh, do you remember that header in the second half where it just goes tamely into the goalkeeper's hands and you're like, cause he can get up so high and he's way out. Like it's not even a, there's not a lot of pace on the cross. It's not for me. It's not a great chance, but because it's him, you're like, nah, should be doing better. Like he's, he's, <laughs> that's the level he operates at. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're scary, man. Yeah. Scary. So three one, uh, Manchester City looked like they're on their way through. As uh, I believe the second leg is not till is it March sixth? It's not for a, I think it's not for a little bit somewhere around there. Uh, let's go to the other game from earlier uh, on Tuesday, and that was Leipzig hosting Real Madrid one nil. It goes to mm. Real Madrid. Um, so boy, this this was a weird game. This. <laughs> Let's start with the goal. Or, no, no, no. Actually, you know what? No, no, no. The disallowed goal. Let's, the, the, I call it the goal. It's a Freudian slip. The disallowed goal. Help me. Help me to understand why. Why was this uh, not given? Uh, it wasn't given because Heinrich uh, was behind uh, was behind Lunin and was seen to have disrupted was in an offside position Heinrich was in and disrupted him from from taking a step backwards so he could readjust himself and then be able to defend the follow-up I think it's absolute cod's wallop okay (laughs) I mean that nonsense I couldn't he could have spun around no problem The, 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 the contact is so minimal to the point where on the broadcast I think it was Martin Tyler and Alan Smith they didn't even when they were watching the replays on VAR. That was never they never even factored that in as part of the reason the goal they they saw and said, "Oh, well, Rodrigo has played him on, and this will count." The home fans are going to like that. They never even factored in that that could have taken the goal off. I, I was stunned I, I, by yeah. it. I still, having watched the replay and and knowing since then why it was not given, I've looked at that element of it time and time again. It is just that is just that is really soft, and it's funny because it's it's coming off a, a period of time where we're talking about Vicario and how it seems like more 
uh, goalkeepers aren't aren't being given the leeway that they've been given from a physicality standpoint in the past. But this was, I mean, they they really gave Lunin and Real Madrid the benefit on that one. That was really a tough break for Leipzig to not get uh, that goal. I uh, Marco Rose was interviewed after the game uh, by Guillaume Balaguer, and, and Guillaume Balaguer asked what was the reason given for disallowing the goal. And Marco Rose goes, I don't know. And Guillaume goes, no one's, no one's said anything to you? And he said, um, yeah, no one has told us, no one has explained. How is that not the first thing? Like, how is he not in with the referee? Or how is the referee not? not or, or the, for, the fourth or the official, official could like, why he's there? Like, right. So we have uh, the, the CBS uh, uh, referee analyst or rules analyst, Christine Uncle. She she came in afterwards and explained exactly how I explained it there. How can Marco Rose be stood there in Leipzig and like with no explanation whatsoever? And yet here in America, we're getting exactly what. And she goes, "Well, it was the correct decision." I'm like, "I letter of the law, I'm I sure guess, it was." I, I mean, don't, I guess it just. I mean, I don't know. That's that felt. It felt like Lunin wasn't necessarily impeded from whatever it was he wanted to do there. It felt like he was allowed to still move. Kind of stood up. Yes, he yeah. was. I yeah. don't know. That's that's a tough break. To Leipzig's credit, they continued to, start, to to push on. And I mean, look, we can talk about some of the details of this game, but I think the overall feeling come, coming away from this, at least from for myself watching this, with Bellingham not playing, with Rudiger not playing, with Leipzig playing a, a pretty good game, yeah. being at home, this there's no other way to look at this than as a huge missed opportunity for them. Sure, I mean City at the was it the same stage last year that they played uh, Leipzig, struggled there too, before going on to win the tie. Dismantling um, them, yeah, yeah. This they did dismantle. What? Yeah, wasn't that the? It was like seven. Was it? I forget. I'll, I'll go back and look it up while you're talking, but they, they beat the hell out of them. Yeah, they did. One defender in particular just had an, an absolute nightmare. I'm trying to remember. But anyway, so so Leipzig are capable of making it tough. But like, again, you know. It was 7-0 in the second oh, leg. Yeah. So the aggregate was 8-1 after. The first leg was, the first leg you were like, all right, they're in it. Like, and, yeah. and Pep, Pep was saying how tough it was and how physical and how hard it was. I didn't realize they were going to go. Again, the inevitability of City right now. Um, <laughs> but uh but like likes you can make you they're they're decent enough of a side that they can make you uh, uh what was it Thierry Henry said tonight? Make you suffer. Um, which is the football parlance. Now that's another one that's come in. We suffered tonight. That used to be just like I think a European thing, but now it's we suffered. I want you to say that from now on, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm suffering. Yeah. Tough day. I don't want to hear about tough day, I want to hear suffering. Um so, but but now it goes back to the new camp, and you can't really see anybody oh, else. Burnabout, good lord! So burnabout, good lord! Freudian. Barcelona um, don't even play at the new camp right now. No, nobody does. And and the first artist to play there will be um, someone from Spotify. Slipknot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so look, I there there feels like an inevitability about this one too, um, and that that was that was Leipzig's shot, and Marco Rose Rose will be. I don't know. Letter of the law, whatever. He's going to be so annoyed with that. But we did see a wonder goal, Andrew. And it wasn't from your boy, Vinicius. It was no. from a kind of a a former City uh, player. A player I kicked the ball around with once. Uh, Brahim Diaz. So when we went to uh, Manchester City's training session, um, open training session there in uh, NYCFC's facility in Orangeburg, New York. 2018 it was. Guys from Copa 90 there that, you know, Heath Pierce, Aaron West. So at that time, me and you were going in and we were doing some of their live streams after games. Um, I'm doing little bits and pieces for Copa 90. And so I'd know the guys. So I tried to, they were, they were there, you know, asked by City to do filming and stuff. And so I'm trying to get involved just because I see a kick around developing. So obviously I insert myself in, hit a few crosses into to Diaz and to Phil Foden who was but a child then. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, and Diaz has kind of had this kind of odyssey now, this journey, like oh, the super talented player, um, but never, never, never the main guy anywhere and not the main guy at Real Madrid, but into the side tonight in the absence of, of Jude Bellingham and he pulls off an absolutely brilliant, brilliant goal. 
it was a great goal. I didn't, I guess I, I didn't expect him to shoot it. I mean, he kind of, the way he, he sort of wiggled through multiple defenders to get himself into the box. And I, I was kind of waiting for a layoff to somebody to Vinicius. I don't know, but he just, he decided rightly to go it alone. Um, and it was the, the finish was great. The buildup, his own personal buildup was great. And I think ultimately, if if my takeaway is that this is a huge missed opportunity for Leipzig, the other takeaway is this is the stuff for me that separates the tier of Man City, Real Madrid, you know, teams like that from everyone else is like Real Madrid didn't really have it on this night. They were missing some of their best players. You know, I mean, on the balance of play, I kind of thought Leipzig were the the better side. It was close, but I, I would say Leipzig were probably a little bit better. But, you know, even a guy like this, Brahim Diaz comes in off the bench and it's just like a pure bit of individual skill. And like these teams, Real Madrid and City and clubs like that, they're, they have guys who on nights where they don't have it, any any single guy can just kind of go it alone and grab a goal. And that's yeah. not everybody has has a team full of guys who are capable of that. Real Madrid do. And, and it's why they look likely to go through now. Yeah, and he's um. So he was at City from 2016 to 2019. Only played five times, made five appearances. Hmm. He's been at Real Madrid technically from 2019, but he went on loan in 2020 and was at AC Milan. Who we remember him playing very well last year. He was good. He was good at AC Milan. Yeah, he's been on loan for three years there. Yeah, that's that's an unusual length of time for a loan player. Um, he's 24 now, so he's kind of in his peak years. But he's never he's never going to start at, um, or he's unlikely to start for Real Madrid. So I'm wondering if you know cameos like that puts him in the window again uh, for some side to come in and 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 take him away because he's traveling and uh, dribbling the ball. Um, he's quality, like he's technically quality. So very yeah. dangerous. Really, I mean, do you have a piece like that off your bench? Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like I said, that's the kind of stuff that separates. They're going, them. they're going through now too, as well. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, they look, they not having Bellingham, they looked a little bit shaky. Brian Diaz, he kind of dedicated the goal to Bellingham afterwards, who, who's going to be out for a few weeks with a sprained ankle. I don't know that he'll be back in time for the second leg of this. I guess it could be close. Uh, they may feel that they don't need to risk him for it. It is only a difference of one goal. Leipzig are a good side, but yeah, I, I like you. I would expect Real Madrid to go through. So I guess after day one of the knockout stage. Um, it's it's chalk so far. A few moments of of intrigue uh, peppered in there, but uh, City, Real Madrid, the usual suspects, both look on top, both headed back home for second legs, both in an era where away goals um, don't matter. So looks looks like what we would have expected after uh, after this first day. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead. We'll take a break. On the other side, we've got a nice a nice mailbag. For all of you out there, lots of good stuff from the animals over the past uh, couple of days. So you'll you'll enjoy that. You're not going to want to miss it. More caught offside still to come. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Back now on Caught Offside on a snowy Tuesday evening here in the greater New York City area. Um, Before we get to the mailbag, JJ should mention, just want to throw in there because we recorded on Monday prior to it. uh, Chelsea do go on and beat Crystal Palace uh, because I know we had talked about Palace. If they were going to get, are they going to get sucked into the relegation race? Where exactly are they? Well, Mm. they're they're still, it's tight. I think they are, they are currently part of it in my view. so, but Chelsea, to their credit, went down a goal, and uh, boy, Connor Gallagher had a great game. He's in a season where Chelsea have not 
this is a season that they are going to forget. This is not one to remember. They're not going to be buying any DVDs of this season, but, but maybe boy, if they win the league cup. Yeah, I guess that's true. But boy, Connor Gallagher has put together a nice season. He had a really, he had a really good game on Monday, um, which that's, <laughs> that's good for Chelsea, but maybe not for the reasons that you would think like, if they're in some serious financial jeopardy, it's their homegrown players that they have to sell. So watching him play like that, they're not thinking, oh boy, this is great. We got a real nice player here on our hands. No, they're thinking, oh, that price tag just keeps going up, up, up. We're going to yeah, score more this. goals. Yeah. So it's funny how they probably are viewing uh, his his rise right now, but he, he's, he play, he's playing very well for them. He had a very good game uh on monday and i think chelsea i think they have manchester city next uh so you know they've they a little bit like manchester united um maybe they're working their way back from that period of struggles we'll see um uh, city have a way of humbling teams so i i might be eating my words this time next week but that remains to be seen uh before we get to the mailbag jj depending on when people are listening to this i suppose it i think it is now valentine's day Valentine's Day, it's not knocking anymore. It's here. And Manscaped mm. is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription, yeah. the all-new performance package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off and free shipping with code caught offside. Um, JJ, red, of course, the official color of Valentine's Day, but you know where you don't want to see red? In the shower when blood is making its way down the tub into the drain because you've decided to use scissors for a pre-Valentine's Day evening cleanup session. And now the session is ruined. Your entire evening is as well. It's a disaster. That doesn't need to happen anymore. Put the scissors away. Leave the scissors for paper, okay? Not for for your privates. Uh, The hero of Valentine's Day is the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This electric trimmer features skin-safe technology. That's right. Guarding your V-Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. And it's waterproof, too, so it makes shower shaves a breeze. Cleanup is super easy. Uh, The package also features the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose hair trimmer, Manscaped liquid formulations, and two free goodies. The Shed Travel Bag, which I love uh, because I didn't have one before. I was always just throwing all my toiletries into like a little plastic bag. Pathetic Um, behavior by you. (laughs) Yeah, it's not not what grownups do. Grownups should have a travel bag for these things. Um, And, of course, for the bearded the bearded men out there, like yourself and myself, JJ, Manscaped brings you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, designed to shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines, maintains beard styles, uh, gives you that suave look for your romantic moments. Um, so, JJ, do what, do the right thing. Get 20% off and free shipping with code CAUGHTOFFSIDE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code CAUGHTOFFSIDE because your grooming upgrade awaits, ready to charm your Valentine's dates. What, what's your Valentine's Day? anything uh is this is this a day that matters or uh past that once you once you have kids is it just like is it harder to that's kind of what uh, i found but i just might not be a yeah no and i'm i used to be super romantic and i i i I have my moments i still like to keep to keep that going but we're we're going to do some friday as opposed to actual valentine's day so that that goes to show it gets bumped to the end of the week um when you have a kid it, it changes things a little bit but yeah no listen Listen, it's it's a jungle out there, guys. Make sure your jungle is in good order with Manscaped. I mean, oh. it, you can't like if it's it's such a night. Like, say you say you've just started dating someone, and you're at the moment where things may get intimate. You can't have a basement that's not in good order. You can't, you can't have it. You can't have it. That's right. You can't have so, it. So go to manscaped.com. Use caught offside. Also, uh, also odors, guys. Yeah. Odors. Make sure you smell good. You have to smell good, right? Yeah. Just God, I'm I'm so worried about people. I can see that. Uh, let's go to the mailbag now, JJ. Let's start with Jaw the Red. So the other night you mentioned how you you had a hard time. You love Masters of the Air. No, 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 no But no, you had I a hard s- time getting to it. No, no, no. You I, said no, this. No, no, no. What I so like what 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 happens is that me and Darcy will say, uh, "What do you want to watch?" And I'll say. Ah, something we will we'll agree on something light, depending on how tired we are. We like when we watch Masters there, we won't be fully engaged. We watched one last night, we were totally fully engaged. This, this, I, I didn't love this message. So, Jaw the Red said, it. JJ, yeah. as a dad to six year old, uh, to a six year old and soon to be five year old, if you're waiting to watch Masters of the Air when you aren't tired, aren't distracted, buddy, hate to break it to you, but you won't be finishing that series anytime soon. No, watch I the will. episodes when they come out Thursdays at eight, uh, eight o'clock central. Don't tell me what uh, to do. 
then watch them again on the weekend. Give them Don't a couple, me three viewings before the next episode comes out. Just remember, re- re-watching a series as a parent is often like watching a series for the first time. Do you got a problem with that? Um, uh, I, I hate I the, the tone of it. Hate to break it to you, but you won't be finishing that series anytime soon. Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm doing fine and I'm enjoying it. Wow. And, and listen, pal. Oh. I bet your kids are lovely. Absolutely lovely. You had two. All right. The, the, Andrew, explain the gap between having one kid and going to two. How much is how much is that? Everyone is different. I found it. I found going from one to two harder than I found it going from zero to one. There you go. Per, me per that's me personally. Yep, me. That's and, just and me. that would be me too. And uh, you know, like we're talking about getting our stuff out for Valentine's Day. Maybe maybe some people would be best advised to keep it locked up. Wow. Um, along those lines, uh, Willie Haste. <laughs> so you had also said that you're you're you love the show. It's sensational, which it is. It's it's just yeah. a work of art show. But you said your only criticism is that the guys in it are a little too chiseled and good looking, and people of that era, except the English, except the English ones. <laughs> And and your criticism is that pe- we, people of that era just weren't. They didn't take care of themselves in quite the same way. Well, no. Willie Haste sent us a Oof. picture of his grandfather. It's I'll titled Hans- Handsome and Well-Moisturized World War II Airman. He writes, my grandfather was a U.S. Army Air Corps bomber pilot in World War II and a photographer. And here's a pic he took at a Christmas dinner in Europe during the war. These dudes are pretty handsome. JJ, I, I they're, in. they're stunning. I zoomed in on it. They are unbelievable. Full heads of hair. Jaw lines. Uh, I would. I'd, I'd be with any one of them. I'd take normal them out. looking teeth. I know that was a criticism of yours. Well, we do have the best dentistry in the world in the United States. Um, yeah, got it wrong. I I think the the the, the key thing here is youth. Youth is. I still now. I still would think if I took any one of those guys and put him alongside any of the actors. In 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 Masters of the Air, put them side by side. The 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 real World War Two airmen would look more grizzled. I will give them that, but there's no question these guys oh, yeah, are handsome. They're boys. actors, exactly, like, exactly. But yeah. but it is a show. Like what do you? Then, how do you? What do you do? These are uh, these are. You can't get, Danny DeVito can't play everyone. These are they. These are good looking men, and they must have been up to their ears in English girls um, back in the day. Yeah, Absolutely. So- so, handsome, handsome men. Thank you for that. Thank you, Willie Hayes, for standing up for the greatest generation. Yeah, I, Much I appreciate it. Yeah, I um, I stand down on this one. I'm I'm happy to admit I was wrong. Looking at this picture, um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Also, um, thank them for their for their service. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, the other night, JJ, we um, we talked about some of the scariest sentences that can be uttered in soccer because I, after watching Real Madrid uh, over the weekend against Girona. I, I submitted that um, hearing an announcer say Madrid on the counter when you are the opposition is the scariest sentence that you can hear in the sport. Mm-hmm. And we listed a, a bunch and I challenged the animals oh to submit some of theirs and and they delivered. Boy, did they deliver. Uh, Dr. 48, uh, he submitted, let's talk about pro-rel and MLS. That, oh my God. That is Certainly if you're Don Garber, that's the scariest sentence no, you can hear. No, if you're anyone, say you're just a regular Joe Soap and you you love the Portland Timbers, right? You're a Portland Timber supporter. You like them. And you haven't, you just, you're not, you're a bit myopic. You just love the Timbers. You love soccer. You haven't dipped your toe in pro-rel Twitter. And you go and you tweet that out. The world of hurt that's coming your way. Psychologically, <laughs> possibly even physically. Sleepless nights. Your phone pinging off with some guy calling you a shill. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. Oh, God. That's that's a good one. Uh, Away Flamingo 5611 uh, submits, we've created insert pre-mid postseason tournament to address fixture congestion. I have my, just reading that there, my my stomach acid levels have just risen so, so much. Yeah. Awful. Uh, Newman, of course, uh, chiming in with Hello, game, Newman. game-winning goal for your club. Celebrations ensue. And then the scary sense you hear, wait, there's a VAR check. Awful. We've um, all been on the end of it. He's so right about that. Nothing causes you to tense up. You're, cel- you're still celebrating your goal, and you hear, and VAR will take a look. And it, it, it it's a killjoy. There's no question about that. Unless you're the other team. And then it's, it's far from the scariest sentence you could hear. 
it, it, it hope comes rushing back. So just depends what side you're on. Uh, KSC Fannin USA chimes in with after 120 minutes, you hear we're going to penalty kicks against Germany. I think that's um, that one is up for debate where when it used to be. This this was this was one of the truisms of the sport. It was a hundred percent accurate. Now it no longer is. Yeah, I guess so. In, in recent yeah. iterations, uh, let's see. And then uh, Sharn twenty nine chimes in with uh, for Chelsea fans specifically. Chelsea player looks to be in some discomfort. Uh yeah, I guess. I mean, for 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 Ch- for I I read it for Chelsea fans, and just the first sentence I thought, uh, could I come up with something else? And I'm thinking. Chelsea away. Oh, these Chelsea supporters are unfurling a flag. What could it re? Oh no. Uh, so there you go. Thank you, everybody. Those were good submissions for uh, some of your scariest soccer sentences. Uh, let's see, JJ. We also spoke the other day about if UEFA could take any cues from the Super Bowl as to how to make an event feel big. Uh, and Derek Onions chimed in with the interaction between NFL and UEFA, with the NFL saying, so you got your entertainer book, your fireworks are ready, your next step is, and UEFA then says, uh, throwing tear gas at supporters? Making access to the stadium almost impossible? And this, Yeah, no, sorry. Now you have, I mean... You you have experienced Champions Leagues, yeah. Um, Champions League finals, like you... yeah. So, so, but I like luckily because of the nature of just the haphazard way in which I got my tickets. I was with the Liverpool supporters in Kiev. There was no trouble before, no trouble after. In twenty eighteen, it was easy to get into the ground. Although the the line of riot police as I entered the gate to go into, uh the stadium that night was uh, scary. I would say Hmm. Um, futuristic, uh, scary police. I would call them. Didn't look good. Um, And Paris was a mess. Now I wasn't involved directly in the mess again, because I got my ticket for, for it wasn't in the Liverpool section. It was in the general section. Um, But I have friends who had terrible experiences. Absolutely terrible. Uh, Awful. Yeah. Well, they got and, some work uh, to do. And, and yeah, it was down to UEFA organization and uh and the French gendarmerie. Yeah. Hmm. Not what you want. Uh JJ, after our Super Bowl conversation the other day when I was I expressed my uh how else to put it, my glee over the result, um I got I got varying reaction from that. I'm a little bit surprised that some 49ers fans were surprised that I wasn't rooting for them. I think that's <laughs> so the, the first one effort merchant, I give him credit because um, he got it and he wrote uh, totally get Andrew's disdain for the Niners roles reversed. I would hate them too. Philly and San Francisco had beef this year. Uh, also when a franchise has sustained success, it comes at the cost of other fan bases. When the media wondered aloud why Brock wasn't getting national admiration, it seemed obvious because the 49ers have beaten so many other fan bases. They're not going to turn around and cheer for the underdog. Uh, they're going to they're going to think f them, um, so, yeah. I guess I don't. I still don't. I don't hate the 49ers because they beat the Eagles. Uh, it's because of things that they said afterwards. But but ultimately, he gets it. He said Philly and San Francisco had beef this year. And I'd hate them too. Makes yeah. sense. Risky Biscuits though did not agree. Who oh. said also a Niners fan? And I feel Andrew's comments about the Niners going on a campaign to invalidate the Eagles' victory is a petty reason to dislike a team. That's not petty. They had no quarterback for like three quarters. Of course, the fans will cry about it. And then he went on to talk about why Eagles fans suck and how rooting against the team because of their fans is dumb. I'm oh, not rooting. No. Against, I'm not rooting against the Niners because of their fans. I agree. All fan bases are animalistic. I am too. I agree with that. It's because of the things that your players said. I don't like the Niners because of the players on the team. It's not because of the fans. That's not why I'm not rooted. I, I said one of our closest friends is a 49ers fan. I love him dearly. It's not about the fans. Precious boy. If ever about the, the world it's, about, it's about the things that your own players said. And right there, he talks about, I mean, we. I don't want to rehash this, but his whole thing, they didn't have a quarterback for three quarters. Of course, the fans will cry about it. I mean, yes, but like I've said, that not having a quarterback for three quarters was something that the Niners did. They chose to block a guy who had 20 sacks with a second string tight end. That's a football decision that they made, and, and the risk didn't pay off. I'll, all, sorry. all I'll say about you is, and I'm not criticizing you, but you will take this to the grave. 
Oh yeah, no, yeah. no one is going to sway me here. No, I hated but, that team. I hated that team. But you'll hate them going forward. There'll be no likable 49ers team for you going forward. And Kyle Logue, uh, who not we didn't have beef, but he was the one who disagreed with my assessment about uh, when Ange was bringing in Radu Dragazin um, to see out games. But he agreed with me on this. He said, at A. Gunling, your Super Bowl rundown was perfect. Same exact feelings, disdain for that team all year. So wow. we were in lockstep on this one. Um Let's see, loser thirty three, JJ, who oh, we there did, who, who we did a whole segment for after Arsenal's impressive six 0 win. But was it impressive though? Uh, he he had appreciate he appreciated it. He wrote and said, "All love, boys. I do expect a producer credit on this episode." And you know what? You'll get one. You'll get one. Um, and then one more from Risky Biscuits, actually, actually, who chimed in again and said, absolutely loved the having said that segment, which was mm-hmm. the Arsenal segment. Great work. Uh, I feel for Moyes as a true Moyes apologist, but I do think it might be time. Oh, I'm, it's hard to escape that feeling, really. He's he's losing people. It feels <laughs> like, I mean, what, we read it the other day about how their contract negotiations have kind of been put on hold. Um, that's not a good sign. The 3-0 loss followed by the 6-0 loss followed, coupled with a fan base that is not enamored with him to begin with, despite the success that he's had there. It's not It's not good. The writing is, I think it's a little bit on the wall right now. Um, and then let's see, one last one that just came in that we should have mentioned oh. during our Man City discussion. But uh, so this was funny. Uh, Sean Olds, uh, I guess is how you say it on Reddit. Um, so, uh, Manchester city during the game, he said, looks like after Grealish was out due to injury and working back into form and dealing with any issues that arise from your house getting broken into while family's there, he's back in the starting 11, just in time for the run-in. And then the game started JJ and he tweeted the meme from South park of, and it's gone. Uh, cause Grealish in the first, what was it? 20 minutes or so was forced to leave with an injury. Just brutal for this guy. He didn't, we talked about how he didn't play the other day. What was it you said? JJ, he had played like 20 minutes in the four games leading 20, up. Yeah. Got the start in the champions league, which was a big opportunity for him and injured again, had to come off, went down around midfield. On I think, his own. I mean, but injuries aside, he's a, he's not a, I wouldn't bit part is probably disrespectful, but he's, he's, he's not a central anymore. Um, I I do see the function he he performs in this team, but if he keeps getting injured, now he's going to be in. Um, he's not going to get back in. And you know, maybe he was part of whatever squad rotation they were going to be. Maybe he was going to be part of their Champions League run. And maybe he wasn't going to see as much league action. They want to keep him fresh for Champions League matches. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he just doesn't. He, overall, the the feeling of him being central to this to this team is not there. So yeah, well, that is true. That at least this year, that's certainly true. Can I add one quick bit of news? Sure. Something nice and something terrible. Um, oh, Fabrizio Romano tweeted, Sven-Jorn Eriksson recently said he always wished to be Liverpool manager one day. And LFC now confirmed that Eriksson will be part of the Legends management team for the game against IX Legends at Anfield on the 23rd of March. Um, we haven't spoken about this in the podcast, but uh, yeah. Eriksson about a month ago or, or maybe a little bit more um, revealed his terminal cancer diagnosis. Um. And so, um, so yeah, this is something nice um, for one of one of football's most interesting characters. Yeah, and um, I think at some point we'll have to we'll have to talk about his career, uh, particularly as England manager, because he was entrusted with the golden generation from two thousand and one until two thousand and seven, and um, those years were were interesting and he became a central figure in English life, a central figure in, in the English tabloids too. So, um, but, uh, but, uh, a, a curious, curious character and as someone I like, someone yeah. I like. And that's a nice gesture, uh, for him to be able to, it do is, that. I mean, what, what do you do with such grim news? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, to close out, JJ, and come full circle, we started this podcast with a little bit of championship discussion, so we'll end that way as well. Josh Sargent oh. scored again today. Now, there is a bit of an asterisk on it because uh, he missed his penalty but then converted the rebound. Um, so Cult, cult hero status. Count, counts as a goal nonetheless, but maybe not the kind you want to score necessarily. I think it was um, a few months ago, Taylor Twellman, whose opinion – it may not seem like it from this podcast, but I, I do respect him. Yeah. Um, he was talking about, I think it was him anyway. I am one of the, one of the U S soccer heads was, right. was, on, was on about that, how he might be 
Sargent might be the best of 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 the, or the most naturally talented or the the best player of of that whole kind of group outside of Felicic who's risen ahead. Um, and I've been saying that for ages, and now I think he's on the way to. I'd lo- I'd love to get a Norwich's fans' perspective on on Sargent. He's been there a while now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, cult hero status. You know, yeah. yeah. So another he's goal ne- for him. He's never uh, let them down. No, he's just if he's got to stay healthy and um, yeah, but he's he's playing well, and so props he's a good him finisher. For- he he's he's got a good record, man. He's yeah. I wonder if our center forward number nine fretting has uh, the answer has always been there for us. It's crowded he's, now. We have a surplus. Twelve appearances this season. Uh, eight goals in twelve, pretty good, uh, and hasn't good. And, like not hasn't started all the games. Is you know had his, I think he had issues with injury right this season. Uh huh. That's uh, pretty pretty good. Yeah, well, good for him. I hope he keeps it going. And then also we mentioned Daryl DK uh, oh. the other day who retore his Achilles, which is just awful. And uh, West Brom prior to their match earlier today against Cardiff City, which West Brom went on and won two nil. The whole team, in a, a show of of respect for Daryl DK, they the whole team came out as their training tops wearing Daryl DK jerseys, nice. which I thought was a really which was a cool thing. I mean, it's it's look, it's a small gesture. Like there's nothing that that anyone can really do to help the situation, but I'm sure that that you know he talked the other day. What did he tweeted or posted something about how the first time around. Um, all the positive messages from people really helped him through. He's going to need that again. Well, I would think turning on the TV and seeing his entire team out there wearing his shirt, I would think that would go a long way in kind of boosting a guy's spirits who's in need of it. So um, I thought that was, that was pretty cool. So some nice, nice American things happening, JJ in the, in the championship. I mean, the DK one's not nice. I don't want him to be out, but it was an, it was a kind of a heartwarming gesture uh, to see that. Is the championship now a good landing? it's probably a bigger discussion rather than the end of the podcast, but I will just say, I think the championship is a good landing spot now for, if you're an American player. Yeah, I think it's, I'm happy to see guys play there. That's fine mm-hmm. with me. Um, so, so there you go, JJ, there's a, there's a pod for you. A little bit of champions league, a little mailbag, yeah. uh, a little bit of championship, you know, not, not too bad, not too shabby. Wrapped my eight month old up like George Costanza in the big coat that he wore that time, the puffy coat, and took her out into the into the park today. Gore-Tex. <laughs> I actually was laughing today. I bought Nike Air Max. Nice winter black ones. Look at you! You're just rolling in money. I, I got Gore-Tex because I said I'm going to want to wear these even when it's bad. I've never had drier feet. Gore-Tex. Nice. Uh, hey, I enjoyed this immensely. We'll be back with another one of these early next week. We're pr- going to have our MLS preview out early next week because that's mm-hmm. back. <laughs> Before you know it, it's mid, mid-February mid and it's back. They, never forget they called the tournament the MLS is back tournament. Yeah. A lot of, uh, there was a lot of focus groups, <laughs> a lot of meetings, um, <laughs> but the league is back. It's going to be coming back very, what are we like a week away? Uh, so we'll have a preview. Keep your eyes open for that early next week. Uh, JJ, I enjoyed this immensely. I enjoyed this immensely. I'm happy to do more of these. Thankfully, we'll have more to do. Uh, JJ, I'll speak to you soon. To you, I say. Um, check you later, fun boy. See ya. Take care. You've been listening to the Caught Offside Soccer Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.